Is your job search stuck? Maybe you're not getting any interviews with employers, or maybe you are, but no job offers. Or you may be new and not even know where to start. This is Charles Maxwood, and I'm releasing a new course and ebook on how to find a job as a software developer. The course walks you through the process of finding the types of companies you want to work for, getting their attention, and putting your best foot forward as the candidate they want. I've coached dozens of developers in looking for jobs and have been able to help several people find jobs within two weeks, two months. So whether you're new to development, can't find a great job that fits what you want, or are looking for remote work from an area without a strong tech community, I can help. Go to getacoderjob.com and sign up today. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another My Ruby Story. This week, we're talking to Daniel P. Clark. Daniel, you want to say hi? Hi, everyone. Now, do you want to introduce yourself real quick, let people know who you are? Uh, sure. I'm most well-known for probably is my blog posts. I write a lot about Ruby online. I write on my website, and I write for CodeShip as well. I also have a couple projects that are a little more well-known. Uh, one of them is Faster Path which helped improve one Rails application more than 30% faster. And that got a lot of news. So that's, that's where I'm known in the community. Awesome. Now we had you on episode 368 of Ruby Rogues talking about improving Ruby's performance with Rust. And I think we got into some other performance stuff too, but yeah. Yeah. So you work for CodeShip? That is a misconception. I am a contractor who writes blog posts and they pay me for them. Um, okay. They uh, recruit a lot of people to write blog posts for them, and I was fortunate fortunate enough to be one of them. Sounds good. All right, well, let's uh, let's jump in and talk about you. Talk about how you got into programming. How did you get into programming? It started fairly young, actually. My uh, my dad's a programmer, and um, when I was uh, before fifth grade, he got me a two eighty six computer. So no internet access. Everything was learning by making mistakes and trying things and seeing what happens. But he first showed me QBasic. So I learned how to program kind of recipe style, writing from the top down and maybe some go-to loops. So that was my first introduction to programming. And I really enjoyed that back then. Then uh, later in life, uh, Java was the big thing. And so that was something I was excited about learning because you could use it everywhere. But the... uh, Getting into it wasn't as easy for me as a beginner. I got a book. Mm-hmm. I got the way to compile it, a good editor suite. And then when I tried Hello World, it was that that was just too much, in my opinion, for a programming language. And I <laughs> I stopped programming when I wrote Hello World. And um, for a while, I just thought I wasn't going to be able to to program like I wanted to because it wasn't this comfortable thing to get into. And eventually I came across Python, which I actually took off running with Python. And I ended up writing a lot of Python just for fun as a hobby in the same style that I wrote my uh, QBasic programs. In other words, everything was more functional. It was methods and uh, recipe style top down with, uh, of course, some loops and logic in it. And I've even written a open source full game of connect four written with the simple direct media layer library so it's got graphics and sounds and everything i wrote that oh, cool in python yeah so that that's kind of my entry into programming what what was it about python that that got your attention or got you excited because yeah you, you mentioned you know the hello world in was it java 
Java too much. Yeah, the syntax in Java it it hurt. <laughs> it hurt writing "Hello World" in Java. It, it's just with Python when I was first starting out, it really felt like it wasn't asking more of me than I needed to do uh-huh. to do what I thought I should have to do. So, simplicity and very straightforward is what brought me to that. Gotcha. So, what kinds of things did you build in Python? You mentioned Connect4. Were, were there other things that you did with it? Yeah. I, I did a lot of command line tools. Some uh, I wrote some CGI scripts with it. <laughs> Back when CGI scripts were more than thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I dabbled with a few joke applications or practical joke applications, uh-huh. like instant coffee cup holder. You push a button and then your CD-ROM ejects. And so right. simple things like that. But yeah, I... I I had a lot of fun with that. I actually got far enough into it where I wrote a sales website in Django with Python. And I, I used that with the Google Pay API, or at least I got as far as making that. I didn't actually, like, it got to the launch point and then it was just kind of like I did it and that's done. That was enjoyable. Cool. How did you wind up finding Ruby then? Well, I have a, a programming friend who... I met long ago uh, through homeschooling, and he uh, he was a fanatic. Uh, that's a little strong of a word, but he really loved Perl. And at the time, I really loved Python. And so he and I would argue about which language was better, and we would do little script competitions, which who could make the better, uh, MIDI, <laughs> better MIDI player or something like that. You know? Right. So... We we had this this cool connection through programming, and uh, he he had some work out, I guess maybe out towards California. But he uh, he mentioned me to some uh, companies, and he edified my abilities really high in their eyes. So the first contract work I got through him was a Python PayPal API job, and I, that went well. And the next one. He actually got me hired for a contract for a programming language I had never heard of before called Ruby. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I was surprised and yet you know, I was willing to do it and I tried it out and I, I fell in love with the language and the project worked out really well actually for just jumping into it. So I, I've been with Ruby since and I've, I've had a passion for the language itself ever since that day. So why Ruby? I mean, it sounds like you were pretty content with Python, so... That's that's a good question. With Python, I never learned object-oriented design. Um, also, I never got involved in a, a Python community. Mm-hmm. Uh, there weren't people I, I gleaned from or blog posts that I, I read off. It wasn't... I didn't actually, uh, I guess, connect with a broader programming community. But when I got into Ruby, everything was was different. I, I was constantly learning new things, uh, design patterns, and object-oriented programming actually came more naturally learning uh, Ruby because that's the basics that you, you come across, you know, designing a class and using an instant of the class and understanding scope with the variables that are contained within each object. So mm-hmm. I, it was easy to pick up. I connected with a lot of people and I was excited to share what I learned and people were excited to hear about what I learned and my journey. So yeah, it's, I guess the community and the beauty of the the language really drew me in. So what kinds of things have you done with Ruby? 
<laughs> almost uh, you name it kind of thing. I haven't done gaming with graphics. I didn't feel the, uh, at the time, the libraries were extensive enough for for doing that. But I have done a whole bunch of web side of things, some games, some applications. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's a lot, mostly libraries, command line tools, a command line game, uh, f- flashcards for language, learning language characters. Oh, um, interesting. That one... That's actually one of my favorite projects that I did. It I, I designed an entire model view graphics system just for the command line game. Huh. And it uses the full multilingual support. So you can throw in some YAML files and choose which language you want the menu to be in. And yeah, so it's, it's a very robust command line application that I had fun, fun making. Interesting. Very interesting. So... Model view graphics for command line? How does that work? Rails has model view. Model view. Controller. Controller. Thank you. That's the correct terms. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I basically followed that same schema. Oh, okay. Yeah. The uh, the command line uses ERB for the views. So in theory, it should be interchangeable with a web framework. I haven't tested that theory out though, but yeah. The uh, it took quite a bit of refactoring to get to that structure initially. Yeah, it, uh, it, it's it's a pleasant experience. Yeah, that just sounds really cool. Sounds like something I'd like to have a look at. So, is it open source somewhere? Yeah, yeah, it's up on uh, GitHub. It's uh, called Language Cards, and currently it supports um, the Japanese character alphabets, the the kanja or kana. Uh-huh. And uh, someone has contributed some Chinese characters. So there are two languages you can start learning with. And um, anybody's welcome to contribute more language characters as well. Cool. And then we also had you on to talk about performance and stuff with Ruby. And I'm curious, how, how did you wind up getting into that angle? I mean, a lot of people, it's like, I built another cool feature. I feel good about myself. Or... I did some open source thingy and people love it. And so I feel good about what I've contributed. How did you get into performance? Performance, it started with a, uh, there was a really big startup project. I agreed to work for shares in a a startup company and I spent uh, more than a year on it. And there's so many different things I was integrating into it. It, It's a... uh, it was pretty heavy, very heavy on features. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I noticed is that the Rails load page or load time for the front page was not acceptable in, uh, speed-wise. And so the first thing I looked into was uh, figuring out where the bottlenecks were, what was taking the most time. And at the time, file path name handling for the assets for the website was at least 66% of my site's load time. And so I wrote my first bit of code in Rust and linked it up with Ruby and ran it from Ruby. And I was able to get my website to load more than 30% faster just by doing that, um, the path name, chop base name method. So seeing that, 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 that was exciting. That was new. It was adventurous. And it, uh, it really just seemed like 
I've accomplished something and it could be such a great benefit, not just to me, but to so many in the community. Mm-hmm. So I shared that. There was a lot of hype at the time around the project, drew in a lot of attention. And then at, at that time, I, I just thought it was a cool novel idea and I wanted to share it. But the fact that I became more well-known for that project, it was like, my name is on this. So I guess I really want to make this look like a really nice project. And so I invested a lot more time in that because I figured my, my reputable name was being faced through this project. And um, I'd rather show some quality rather than just a, a novel concept feature. And so I did a lot of performance improvement with uh, path name handling in Rails with Rust. And uh, yeah, that, that drew me into the projects that are linked with Rails, or not Rails specifically, but Ruby and Rust. And uh, I've learned a lot. I've delved deep into even reading C code because I'm improving the the libraries themselves, which I'm depending upon for that performance, which Mm -hmm. in the broader scheme of things, that's that library tool is more helpful to the community for me to contribute to than the, the project faster path, which I first did so much with. Cool. So that's what you're working on now is getting those C libraries up to snuff or are there other things you're working on too? Uh, that that's actually the most recent thing I am working on a lot. The the library I was most fond of, Ruru, hasn't been worked on in a while. And you know, I, I really wanted to see that worked on more. Uh, very fond of the project. And because I didn't see activity, I, I've actually created an official fork of it. And it's it's spelled like Rue and Tai, like R-U-T-I-E. Uh-huh. And uh, so you can call it Rudy or Rutai. But it, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it's Ruru and Ruby Sys, the raw Ruby C API interface, both merged into one project. And so much work has been done beyond what uh, those two were at. So it's, it's getting really close to having a majority of Ruby C API already done and ready and in good shape. So I'm very excited about this project. And uh, yeah, it's maintained. It's very active right now. So yeah. Very cool. Well, uh, the other questions that I have that I usually ask are one, how do people find you online? Two ways. You can go with my name with middle initial, Daniel P. Clark. I'm that for uh, GitHub. And uh, for other media, like my website, sixfootdan.com, 6FTDAN. Twitter is sixfootdan as well. Those are the primary ways I like to be reached. Um, mm-hmm. And if people want to contract you to come help their performance on their website? I would suggest uh, looking at my resume, uh, resume.sixfootdan.com. has a pretty decent overview of my history. And a lot of my blogs as well are listed in there to reveal areas of my expertise that would be more applicable Mm -hmm. for what they need. But but yeah, through there, they could find ways to to reach me and the kind of uh, work or team I would like to work with is also mentioned on there. Um, but yeah, I would love to definitely work on something like performance or anything full stack Ruby 
or, or even Rust. I, I really enjoy working with Rust as well. Good deal. Do you have some picks for us? Do you run your own freelance business? Or maybe you're thinking about picking up some business on the side. Well, then you need FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the quickest and easiest way to get invoices out to your clients. It's easy to use. It works anywhere, available from any device, uh, on the desktop, iPhone, iPad, Android, and all of your data is backed up and secure. And it makes it really easy to get organized and get paid. You'll be tracking time, logging expenses, and invoicing your clients in no time. You can also save time billing, freeing up several days per month to focus on the work that you love, and you get paid faster. FreshBooks customers are paid on average five days faster because there's a link on the invoice that says pay me now. And it's a great way to grow your business. Plus, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day trial. That's right, 30-day trial if you try them out. So go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Once again, for a 30-day trial, go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, my first pick is going to be running. Running three, <laughs> three times a week, 45 minutes minimum is my recommendation. The amount of, I mean, if you can't run, the importance is aerobics for 45 minutes, three times a week. The improvement of your overall health and circulation, and it, it just, it affects everything. It really benefits life, rest, sleep, uh, focus, energy, everything. It just, it, it really helps. So running is my, my highest pick. <laughs> awesome. I've got a pick as well. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a funny thing that I'm picking. I ran across this YouTube video and it turns out it's a guy I went to high school with and it is totally the kind of thing that he would do too. So I, I don't know how many folks have, have heard this, but uh, he did a video. He has a song that he wrote called Parked Out by the Lake. And it's it's totally a parody on country music. And it's freaking funny. And uh, yeah, I think the artist's name that's listed on the YouTube video and stuff is Dean Summerwind. His name's Dean uh, Dustin Christensen. And anyway, super funny. He was on The Voice, I think. So anyway, I was talking to our last guest on My Ruby Story afterward. And he mentioned somebody that he'd gone to high school with that was in a Broadway play or something. And I was like, oh, yeah. Well, I, I got this guy in high, that I went to high school with that did this weird thing. So anyway, funny stuff. So definitely check it out. And then I also just want to briefly mention my Get a Coder Job course. So if you're out there looking for a job, a better job or a remote job, um, those are usually the things... In fact, people ask me all the time, how do I find a job or how to find a better job? Or I'm remote and I can't find a job if, they're, if they have experience. Usually most experienced people in a tech area, an area with strong tech community don't have a lot of trouble finding a job. But yeah, if they're remote, sometimes it's tricky. So anyway, I, I got asked that so much that I just decided to put together a course and an ebook. So uh, if you go to getacoderjob.com, uh, you should be able to find that. And uh, yeah, I'm also uh, putting stuff together for my email, my mailing list. So if you just go to uh, rubyrogues.com, it'll pop up and give you an opportunity to join the mailing list. This week, I'm sending emails out related to that. Next week, I'm going to be sending out emails related to how to stay current because that's the other thing I get asked all the time. So anyway, if you're interested in any of that, go check that out at devchat.tv. All right, Daniel. Well, thank you for coming and talking to us. Thank you for having me. It, it was fun. And it was fun to talk about Rust and Ruby and all that good stuff. So 
uh, hopefully people go check out what you're working on and uh, get involved with the, the projects that you mentioned. And uh, we'll wrap this up and we will catch everyone next week. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.